Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Glad you could join us today. And I'm very happy to have in studio with me my longtime friend and pastor of Carthage Full Gospel Church in Carthage, Tennessee, Jackie Dawson. Jackie, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you, buddy. I know you made the trip down here, and it's uh, you never really know what you might run into on the interstate, but you got here just fine. Got here fine. Got here just fine. That's great. Uh, and I have really looked forward to this since we set this up. Uh, uh, the audience doesn't know. You and I do. We go back how many years? 30 <laughs> at least? It's more like uh 35. Wow, 35 <laughs> years, 35 years. And you have been, uh, you just, you've been an encourager for me. Uh, I've watched uh, you, your, your ministry grow. I was kind of around when you, you and I worked together in the church. I was pastor. You were youth minister for a while. Uh, the Lord led you into a ministry there in Carthage. And that's what we want to talk about. And I appreciate you taking time to come in and visit with us today. I really do. Uh, let's go. Let's let's go back to. I want to talk about uh, 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 a little bit later about how you knew that that's how you wanted to invest your life this way. But really, the story goes back further than that. Uh, you you were probably like me. I tell everybody I started going to church nine months before I was born. <laughs> Is that yeah. your story? Talk oh. about the early influence in your life and uh, parents, other people who got your life started on a good path. Yeah. Well, my parents were dedicated Christians and, and uh, lived a wonderful example in front of me. And and uh, it didn't even occur to me. I enjoyed church, so so it's not that I, I wasn't typically a type person that would say I don't want to go. Yeah. But the thought to say I don't want to go never even occurred to me. You, know? <laughs> you didn't even think about thinking about not going. I didn't figure that was an option And you sure anyway. didn't get a vote. <laughs> you didn't get a vote. They didn't say, Jack, you want to go to church today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no. uh, it wasn't that way. You just went part of life. Yeah. So grew up in the, the Methodist church there in Carthage and and had have some wonderful memories there. And, and uh, we were very consistent. We were there every uh, morning. Uh, every Sunday morning, and um, at that time they had a Sunday night service, and and we would miss some Sunday nights, but we're pretty regular at that. So we just it was just a part of our life. And one of the things that that I remember uh, growing up, uh, uh, my next door neighbor was my uh, cousin, and uh, we grew up together. And and I remember we'd go out to this metal building, and and. Uh, he would get out a guitar. It was not a real one. That's <laughs> how toy, small we were. That's a toy guitar. Yeah, yeah. And, he, he thought it was real. Uh, he would play like he was leading singing, and then I'd get up and preach. No kidding. And, uh, as, as a five, six-year-old boy? As, as the like oldest, that? six or seven. You yeah. Know? And, uh, you know, it's not that we did that every day, but uh, as later on when, when my calling became evident to my heart, uh, I, I just couldn't help but go back to that. Wow. You know, and remember that uh, it, he was the, the music leader and I was the preacher. As a six or seven year old boy. <laughs> yeah. And instead of playing cowboys and yeah. Indians or whatever we played, well, we did that the, too. You did that too. <laughs> yeah. But that was it. That was in your, your, your portfolio yeah. of, yeah. of playtime. Yeah. So he would play and you would preach. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, is it, I had an aunt, Jackie, that told me uh, not too long ago, she, she lives in East Tennessee. She said, I remember when you were a little boy, we were talking about ministry. She said, she said, you would get a handkerchief. 
Now, where I went to church, the preachers preached with a handkerchief. I, yeah. don't, know, I don't know what that was. Uh, part of the anointing, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But they would wave their handkerchief when they preached, you know, yeah. and then wipe their, right their uh, you know, brow or, or mouth or whatever. And she said, you'd get a handkerchief and go out in the backyard and start waving that handkerchief and start preaching. And I, I don't even, I was so young, I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. But you know, they're, 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 that says to me that there was something in us even then before we received Christ as Savior that it was just there. Do you agree? I agree. And, and, I think an important thing to bring out, while I think there are people who, for whatever reason, are in better tune than than I was that may recognize that at that age, uh, I think in general, and, and maybe this is because it's me, you, you don't even recognize it at that point. I mean, if you'd asked me at that point if I was called to be in the ministry, I'd have probably laughed at you and, and yeah. might even said, what's that? You know. <laughs> so it, it, it's not that it made me completely aware uh, uh, that that's who I am. It's when I look back, it was like, well, that was in your heart already. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it, it, you know, and I remember another time, Jackie. By the way, my guest today is Jackie Dawson, my longtime friend, pastor of the Carthage Full Gospel Church in Carthage, Tennessee. Uh, after I became a Christian and got saved, uh, my dad was disabled, and uh, my pastor. Uh, uh, took me, kind of took me under his wing, and he would take me to he'd take me with him. My very first University of Tennessee football game was he took me, and he had his son was walking in front of he and his son were side by side walking up to Neyland Stadium. I never will forget it. And I was walking behind him. I was kind of short and had short legs. And he and he was talking to his son George, and he said, George, he said, now I'm in the ministry now, and I understand this a little bit. I got some understanding of it. But he he pointed back at me, and I'm I'm a teenager. I'm 13. 14, 14 years old, he said, no, but when Dwight's in the ministry down the road, he's going to understand it better than I do. Wow. I don't know what the it was, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what he was talking about when he said, when Dwight's in the ministry, I said, what? That's not what I'm going to do. Yeah. But he knew it, Jackie. Right. Did you run across other people who knew it And as you were growing up? Did, did, people, did, did people, other folks see that in you? Or I know they must have whether they said anything or not. Yeah. Um, I, I can't really think of any specific instances, but I do know that people would encourage me. And, and as I got a little older, uh, we were a part of a, a church, a storefront church. And uh, it wasn't, they made me a leader. In the church? In the church as a, as a 16, 17, 18 year old. And so evidently, you know, people were recognizing it then. And, and I wasn't, a, at that point, I, didn't even I felt a call to the ministry, but I did not necessarily feel like it was going to be to preach. You know, yeah. it's just that Lord, whatever you here was my heart, Lord, what you want me to do, that I want to do. Yeah, and uh, so, do you remember? Do you remember the time and place when you said, "Yeah, God, I, I know I've sinned. Forgive my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior." Oh yes, uh, I never will forget it. Now, the exact date. At that time, I hadn't been taught to write it down. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but I do know it was in the spring of the year, and uh, I was nine years old and at a Methodist revival. And a preacher came in. At your home church. At, at my home church. preacher came in and, and began to preach uh, the message, and, and it was, it was kind of cool. I was very shy. You wouldn't think I'd ever be called to be in front of people. <laughs> and I, so with that, I was just. He said that if the Lord's knocking on the door of your heart, you need to receive him in. And, and I would never have been so excited in my life when he said, but you don't have to come forward. You can do that tonight at home. 
on your own bed. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was so I couldn't wait to bedtime. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. when, when I got home that night on my bed, I, I got on my knees and I said, Lord. Wow. Hey, we're going to pick up the story right there. My guest today on the chat is my longtime friend, Jackie Dawson, pastor of Carthage Full Gospel Church in Carthage, and we'll be back with more in just a moment. Hey, we're back on the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, visiting today with my longtime friend, Jackie Dawson, who pastors Carthage Full Gospel Church in Carthage. And Jackie, you were telling us about the time there you were in the church, your Methodist church in a revival, and the evangelist said, uh, if God is knocking on the door of your heart, you receive him. You can you don't have to come forward necessarily, but you can do it in uh, on your bed, not at home. And and you you just just stated you could not wait to get home to go to bed. That's right. <laughs> well, tell me what happened when you went to bed. Well, when I got when I went to bed, I got down on my knees on top of my bed. And you're a teenager, or uh, maybe about not even nine bed. years old. Oh, nine! Wow. I got down on my knees and I said, "Lord, uh, I repent. I'm a sinner." He had talked about that. Uh, I need your saving power. Would you come into my heart? And there was really a drastic change in my in my life. I mean, you know, at that age in the in the sixties or early, that would have been if I was nine, it'd been nineteen seventy. Uh, but at that age, alcohol and drugs was not a part of none of the yeah. things that you deal with now. So I wasn't really it wasn't I wasn't getting in trouble at school or anything like that. But I was headed down a path. I I, I would. Uh, Use cuss words and some things like that, and uh, it just went away. Yeah, just dried up, and and I no longer wanted to to live that way or be that way, and so it was just an immediate change. Not that I'd gone far down that path, yeah. but I was definitely on that path. And you knew, Jackie, and I don't put words in your mouth. I'm 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 reliving as you speak. I'm reliving how I felt when I I, I was. It was the end of vacation Bible school. Uh, and I had actually gone to move to a new town and gone to met a couple of guys who invited me to go to vacation Bible school. I went and to get our certificate for Bible school, which I wanted to get, we had to go to the Sunday night service to get the certificate. So I went to the Sunday night service, sat on the back of the row with a bunch of young teenagers doing what young teenagers do sometime with paper wads or whatever. Whether it wasn't paying much attention until the pastor got to the end and said, "Hey, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. He wants you and his family." And he wants you to, he, and so, and I knew he was talking to me. Well, I did go up, and when I got up off my knees, Jackie, I felt like I'd had a shower on the inside. Yeah. I knew I was different. So I think I hear you saying the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so so that's where it started. Now, did you go through? And maybe you didn't. And I, I you know, I, I walked that walk for some years, and then right out of high school into college, I started to say, well, you know, that might be just for my parents. It's not for me. And for a few years, uh, I, I got away from that. Walked and you know, just uh, and just didn't didn't live the life. I'll just leave it at that. Did you ever have one of those seasons or not? You you may not have. You know, like everybody, I had seasons to where I might not have pursued it as strongly as others. But in general, no, I didn't go through that. And yeah. I know most people do, yeah. and, and I'm aware of that. But uh, something happened at, at the age of 14. Uh, I, I was uh, prayed for, and the Spirit of God uh, touched me in a unique way, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit's way I'd describe it yeah. at age 14. And that was probably about where I would have dropped off. But that just made another dramatic difference in my life uh, as that happened it just set me on fire for the things of god and 
in such a way. I never picked on other people. I never preached Jesus like I wish I had of. And so I'm not saying that's necessarily negative. I not only want negative, yeah. I probably didn't cash in on opportunities. Yeah, I got you. Uh, because, because of some of my shyness. Uh, but at the same time, I, I didn't ever say, you know, you're a sinner, you need to quit this to any of my friends. But evidently the change was so evident that a lot of my close friends, because of what they were going to participate in, kind of pulled away from me. I see. And they'd still tell you we were great friends growing up and that kind of thing. Don't even know whether they recognized it. We'd still play ball together. We'd still do things like that, but I was never invited to hang with them. I was never invited to go where they were going because without me ever saying a word, they knew I wasn't going to participate You were just marching to a different drummer. Yeah. And they knew that. And they knew it, yeah. Wow, wow. And so uh, I was in some ways 15, 16, 14, 15, 16, in some ways isolated and not and not in a negative way. I mean, I thought sometimes it was negative, but yeah. as I look back on it, it, it allowed me to, to be, have a firm foundation in the things of God and to start walking in those things, studying the Bible, being a part of church, whether anybody was with me or not. You know, mine definitely was not peer-driven. Yeah. Uh, mine was heart-driven. You know, weren't we blessed and just to have – I know my dad, as I said, was disabled and not – it was his own fault, but he was not really part of my life. He was hospitalized in a mental hospital most of my life. But to have parents to 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 graze us like that, yeah. and to you know, and to uh, and to just get us on that path for life to know that that is, that's important. That's that's to have parents and maybe grandparents that just. I mean, what a blessing that was as we look back on their lives. And I know you agree with that. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Yeah, my parents and. The other thing that this allowed me to do is to be around people, uh, older people, that kind of took me under their wings and, and shared things with me that I, I would have never been able to have if I'd been out running around and, and not necessarily even being mean or bad. Yeah. It's just that uh, I look back on that time and I prize it. Yeah. But I didn't necessarily prize it at the time. Yeah, that's right. You know? <laughs> it, we uh, didn't really, we didn't really know how valuable that experience was until right. we look back on their lives. Say, thank, uh, thank the good Lord that I had folks that that moved me in that direction, that encouraged me, that corrected me when I I needed to be corrected. I just, we just had no idea how important that was in our life. If I may add, Dwight, as parents, I will challenge any parents that might be listening to this. There's a fine line there. We have a huge group of kids our church uh we have children's church on sunday morning and when we dismiss children's church uh, it seems like half the congregation's gone that's how many kids we have and so uh, i believe in children's ministry i believe in in finding a church that can minister to my children um, we offer that we believe in it strongly but i will challenge parents to be careful that they don't overemphasize that side of it to the point that they're always looking for the most excited place to go because I can look back on my life and say not having peers my age that were following the Lord and a part of a big youth group did not hurt me at all. As a matter of fact, it allowed God to work in my life in a way that I might not have allowed him to otherwise. That being said, I'm not against it. I'm not against those things. We offer it, and they're p- 
powerful testimonies that come out of big youth groups. Uh, my warning is don't start jumping around to churches from one to another and have no solid foundation because you're looking for that excitement. Wow, that is so rich and so powerful. It really is just is more than entertainment, and it a lot more than entertainment, and that's part of it. I mean, that's not uh, to diminish that, but boy, that's good. Hey, my guest today is my longtime friend Jackie Dawson. We're back with more of the chat in just a moment. Welcome back to the chat. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Happy to be visiting with my longtime friend and pastor Jackie Dawson. Pastor Carthage Full Gospel Church in Carthage, Tennessee. Uh, Jackie, we, we've talked about your influence and your becoming a Christian, and and you mentioned you mentioned that uh, even early, um, 15, 16 years old, the church you're in at the time, even before you had a real sense of direction, your life was going. They they saw something. Somebody in the leaders in, in that church saw something and put, just put you in a leadership position. Yes. Talk about how that <laughs> happened. Uh, it just happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish I could give you a little more information. But, uh, it, was a, it was a small storefront church. Yeah. And at that time, today, we are an independent, non-denominational church. And to, in today's times, that's not really thought much about. But when we did that, there must be something wrong with you when we were a part of that. So yeah. we, we never really got beyond the stigma Probably several reasons. I don't blame any person or any one thing, but we never were able to overcome that, and eventually the church closed down. But, the church you were in at the time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and, and that was funny, too. Uh, I, When we had to shut the church down, it was kind of humiliating because I was uh, on the board, uh, wound up on the board, and I was t- 18 or 19 when that happened. And here I am trying to close down the church. (laughs) Never will forget. It was funny. I told the Lord, uh, I said, Lord, I'll do anything you call me to do. There's just one thing I don't want you to ever call me to do, (laughs) and that's to start another church or to be a part of the the, the main leadership of a church. I don't want this anymore. This is humiliating. Anything else, I'll do it. (laughs) Anything else, I'll do it. And what happened? (laughs) (laughs) And that's what he called you to do. That's what he called me to do. And I want to get into that. But, you know, let's come back to that, Jackie, because there are people listening right now. and, And, you know, and I was talking to somebody this week. Well, we don't go to church right now. We were in this church. We got disappointed. We're in in this church, we got hurt, and and you had that very disappointing experience as a as a teenager in a leadership position at church. Uh, but as you look on, and I'm not saying God did that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm sure that you might say that God that experience God used to take you where you are now as a part of your growth experience. Am I right about that? Yeah, and if we allow the Lord to, this is something I believe. Um, if we allow God to, He will change our heart before He asks us to do it again. And and I went through that process. Yeah, I went through a time to where, and I I, I didn't know for sure what I was called to do. I said, Lord, I'll lead singing. Uh, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And and I was even willing to be a pastor. But if I was going to be a pastor, I wanted it to be somewhere where somebody Already else took started. care of everything. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I do think there was a there was a healing process. Um, I discovered uh, through my studies and through a, a pastor out of Huntsville, Alabama, uh, the message of grace and how that this walk is not about us. It's about him in us. Wow. And I never will forget one day somebody asked me what grace meant to me. Yeah, that's a good question. And, and you know, there's some definitions. Preach on grace, love grace. Uh, you know, I think grace is 
what saves us, but it's more than what saves us. It, it allows us to live the Christian life. But to me, the thing that grace, the message of grace changed my life in is that it gave me the freedom to fail. Oh, I love that. Uh, because I began, I was uptight. Uh, my, my nature was, be sure you're right. You know, one, two, three, aim. Yeah. One, two, three, aim. One, two, three, aim. And if you're sure you're right, shoot. And I, I still have a few of those testimonies, <laughs> you know, things in my life to where I do that. But that was, I was uptight. Not because I was a bad person. It, it was all honorable what I wanted, but I couldn't stand failing. You know, I did not want to fail, did not want to disappoint people, did not want to disappoint myself, did not want anything that was not successful to be tied to my name. And as I began to learn the message of grace, I began to understand that no matter how bad I messed up, God was able to do more with my mess ups than <laughs> I was with a perfection. Wow. And that allowed me the freedom to, to, to start another church as the Lord put that on my heart. Because if I failed, I failed. I either missed God or it was part of my path. Yeah. And I, I, don't, you know, I don't believe God wants you to fail, but he'll use that path. Yeah. That's what grace does. Grace means you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Grace means that you are trusting in his power in you. And remember what Paul said. Paul said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yes. That it, so Paul was able to come to grips with the fact that he had weakness, that on his own he would never succeed, that the only way that he could succeed is through the help and the power of the Lord. And, and in some ways, now I know that there's a side where we can make bad decisions and do dumb stuff that causes us to fail. But in some ways, you can almost look at it as if you fail trying to follow the Lord, it's on him. And I, don't, I, I hope that's not misunderstood. I'm not saying you. it's his will for you to fail. I'm just saying that you're leaning so far back in him and you're trusting him to the point that if if you don't overcome your weaknesses, it's because somehow you have not allowed him to do it. Or, again, sometimes failure is part of the path to success. And, you know, and when we do, and I've had those experiences, you know, when we do, God doesn't stop loving us. Right. He doesn't stop using us. He doesn't get us off in a corner and box our ears and say, big boy, you really missed it this time. Yeah. He doesn't do that. In fact, he will. I find in my life, he will. If I will allow him, he will use that experience in my life to help me with whatever's next. Yes. Have you? Have you found absolutely, that to be true? absolutely? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things, places I wouldn't want to go back to if I had a choice. <laughs> but there's a lot of those things that have happened in my life. There's so much a part of my life, and so much a part of when I look from point A to point B to point C to point D. There's so much a part of that that. How could you strip them out of your life? Yeah. And some of them are painful experiences. But still, God used them to help you go to the next place. You know, we've got about a minute left in this segment. And we're going to do this again next week. We're not, we're not near finished, okay? No. Uh, but, but, you know, looking back over your, your life and your decisions, I mean, can you imagine have going? I mean, you've made some. I've known you for a long time, and you've made some big decisions that uh, decisions that 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 that, uh, that took some faith and and that sort of thing. Uh, can you imagine if you hadn't gone the path you've gone? No. I mean, any regrets? Is no, what I'm saying. No, yeah. no, no, no. I tell you, uh, it's been incredible where God's taken me. Yeah. 
and he and he's faithful God. He'll continue to take that way. Amen. And next next time we get together uh, next week, I want us to talk about uh, moving from from public work, transitioning into ministry, starting the this new independent church that you said you told God that you really didn't want to do, <laughs> and now He led you into that, and what's going on with that ministry, and how God's using you and your team there. Is that a, is that a good deal? Good deal. I've sure enjoyed having my friend Jackie Dawson in studio this week. He'll be with us next week. Also, we'd like to invite you to join us same time next week for the chat.